Okay, folks, uh, my name is Eric Bellum, and um, I'm with Christ Only Ministries and uh, preaching the word to, uh, to uh, infinity and beyond, to anyone or anything that will uh, give ear to it, and uh, just preaching that uh, Christ is all in all. And uh, he is truly uh, who he claims to be. He truly is who the Gospels claim him to be and who the writer of the Epistles claim him to be and who the millions and millions of those throughout uh, history have claimed him to be. And that is the Son of God, our Savior, and the one, uh, the only name under heaven by which we may... Uh, be granted eternal life. So, uh, I'll just uh, pray here, and then I'll uh, read from Scripture something that pertains to uh, the sermon, and then uh, we'll go from there. Father, uh, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for your many blessings, Father. We thank you for the blessings that we know and we recognize, and we th we thank you for the blessings that we just don't see, we don't understand, that we just take for granted, Lord. And uh, Father, we just ask for forgiveness for for those things that we take for granted, Lord. And uh, we just know that uh, you are in all, through all, and above all. And every good gift comes from the Father of he the heavenly lights. And uh, Father, so. Uh, Lord, we just uh, lift up uh, these uh, following words that I'm about to speak. Lord, I just uh, pray that they would be uh, the words that uh, that you have given me. They would not be uh, my wisdom. They would not be earthly wisdom. They would be uh, spiritual wisdom um, and uh, helping us to uh, conform more and more into the likeness of your Son, Jesus Christ. And uh, that, uh, Lord, we may participate in your divinity, that we may participate in your banquet at the heavenly banquet table and in your eternal life, and that we might share your joy with you. Lord, uh, we just uh, pray that uh, these words would be uh, pleasing to you and um, pleasing to your ear and, and, uh, and, to, your, uh, and to your soul, and uh, Father, that... Um, it would go out and achieve uh, the purposes you have set for it, and um, that these words would be true and faithful to the gospel and to you. So, Father, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, who has given us light, uh, who has given us a, a, a path, who has given us a, a, a hope, in uh, not only good things and uh, of this life, but more importantly, in the age to come, in eternal life. Father, we love you and we praise you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen and Amen. Okay, I'm going to read from John 15, uh, 15 through um, 17. So, here we go. The vine and the branches... Jesus is speaking to his disciples here, and he goes, uh, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, 
while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it would be will be even more fruitful you are already clean because of the word i have spoken to you remain in me and i will remain in you no branch can bear fruit by itself it must remain in the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me i am the vine you are the branches if a man remains in me and i in him he will bear much fruit apart from me you can do nothing if anyone does not remain in me he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers such branches are picked up thrown into the fire and burned if you remain in me and my words remain in you ask whatever you wish and it will be given you this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit showing yourselves to be my disciples as the father has loved me so have i loved you now remain in my love if you obey my commands you will remain in my love just as i have obeyed my father's commands and remain in his love i have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete my command is this love each other as i have loved you greater love has no one than this that he lay down his life for his friends you are my friends if you do what i command i no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business instead i have called you friends for everything that i learned from my father i have made known to you you did not choose me but i chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit fruit that will last then the father will give you whatever you ask in my name this is my command love each other okay so that was from john and uh the name of the sermon is cutback and in this uh john's 15th chapter jesus is referring to himself as the vine and 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 the the uh and to his father as the gardener and to uh his followers as the branches and he's uh talking about how you know the uh the importance of uh of uh remaining in him of the uh branches staying attached to the vine and uh you know it's a it's a good analogy you know uh uh whenever you see any tree bush vine whatever whenever uh you know the uh a branch or whatever gets separated from from the main trunk of uh, of uh where where the where the life is it uh it soon withers and dies and uh this is a pretty good analogy uh to what uh happens to those uh uh who separate themselves from the life-giving blood and the life-giving uh uh presence and life of Jesus Christ they uh they have separated themselves from that which gives sustenance and uh over time uh it withers and dies and becomes spiritually useless and good only to be thrown away so this is springtime and uh late spring here by the time i got to this sermon and we're moving into summertime but uh you know this is the time where uh you know nature comes out of its comes out of its slumber comes out of its hibernation and uh it's a time of renewal and it's a time of uh of growth and uh and it's a time that homeowners and uh others and uh farmers you know we look to our fields and we look to our yards and uh to uh get going on them to trim them to uh shape them to mold them to uh keep them under control 
and uh, you know to plant gardens and uh, and mow our lawns and uh, and and cut back and trim bushes, and um, and it's all in the effort to uh, you know create a a, a nice looking healthy uh, healthy uh, situation for your for your uh, uh, yard, a healthy lawn and uh, healthy shrubs and fruit trees, and uh, you know in in all of this. Uh, there's really only uh, there's really only one way. I mean, it's probably more than one way. But what is essential to uh, to the health of of bushes, uh, to um, and lawns and and fruit trees and and uh, and so much vegetation is is uh, that is to be cultivated or uh, shaped and uh, you know molded by uh, by ourselves is that they have to be trimmed, they have to be cut back. Um, the old uh, stuff that's 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 in this uh, um, has to be cleaned out of there, so you can make room and and uh, uh, for the new stuff, so that it it um, it's not it's not wasting its energy, you know, trying to shoot its its uh, um, its uh, sap, you know, to to far-reaching branches. But you cut it back and you concentrate it, and it it improves the root system and it improves the overall health. Of that plant, and uh, you know, you see that with uh, vegetable plants and 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 uh, fruit and fruit trees, they have to be cut back to to to, to consistently produce good fruit. An un uh, un un um, uh, attended apple tree uh, soon becomes uh, just uh, just. Uh, you know, out of control, and 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 the quality of its fruit and the amount of its fruit steadily de- declines from year to year. And uh, you know, you just take your reg- regular bush uh, out there that you're trimming and uh, for for hedges. If you don't trim that thing out, it soon becomes just it's just a wild looking thing, and it, and it becomes very thinned out. It becomes very scraggly looking, and it's got a lot of dead stuff in it, and. Uh, I remember uh, just a couple of years ago, I had this. I had a juniper, like uh, with three different sections on it, uh, like a pom pom type thing, and I had never really paid much attention to it. And uh, I don't know for some reason, the plant never really settled into my heart. But uh, you know. Uh, a couple of years ago, I looked at I, I looked at the plant and I and I thought to myself, "Gee, what am I doing? You know, I, I've just completely neglected this uh, this juniper here." And um, so, and it was looking very, you know, stressed. I mean, it was alive. It was you know relatively healthy, but it just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't what it was supposed to be and or what it could be. And so uh, I took to you know I took to uh, trimming it. It's about maybe. Three, three and a half feet high, and uh, boy, it was just so much dead stuff hidden underneath, uh, you know, other other parts of the of the uh, of the plant underneath the needles and stuff like that, and and uh, and I just I kept cleaning it out and cleaning it out and cleaning. It. It's like it was amazing. It's not a big plant, but for you know, but and for the size of the plant, I just had I just had a pile of dead stuff and stuff that was growing, you know, together and they were crisscrossing each other and you know, I took all that out, you know. And and uh and after I did that, you know, I looked back and I or I stepped back and I looked at this plant and I said, "Wow, that's a pathetic looking thing." You know? But it needed it. 
and it, you know it couldn't keep going the way it was and 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 become anything you know to uh you know to become what it what it, what it was designed to be and so uh you know so there it is it's a pathetic plant but i'm thinking to myself okay i've cut it back i pruned it and I know from past experience because I, you know, I worked with my father. He was a he was a tree remover, and we did a lot of gardening work, and we did a lot of you know trimming bushes and stuff. And we used to do some serious cutting back in the effort to 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 you know rein in these plants and and make them be what they were intended to be. And so this plant, you know, uh, the the next year it looked it looked better, and now this year I'm looking at it thinking, boy, you know that tree, that little bush is really coming around and it's all because I pruned it I cut it back I trimmed it and I'm sure when when I was trimming the bush if a bush could think or if a tree could think it's saying what are you doing to me what 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 is this why are you torturing me like this I was okay like that wasn't I I mean things were good you know I was I was living and and but from my perspective I could see that no things were not good Things had to be done here. Things that you probably won't like. But in the end, but you know, when everything is said and done, you will be what you were intended to be. And that is a, uh, you know, a decorative plant that, 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 that has a, a, a certain shape to it. And so that's what that's what we do as, as, uh, as, as gardeners or as, uh, you know, uh, homeowners. We, we, we take or we we take this stuff and 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 we know that it has to be trimmed back and and you know you don't like doing it i mean i don't really like going hacking away at at a plant but it needs to be done and uh you know i when i used to go out with my uh when when i worked for corrections and i used to go out with my crew we did uh some work in, out in the out in the uh the communities and you know they would ask us to come to uh, to a certain place and uh, you know like a a government uh, owned institution like you know like the uh, the uh, capital building of the city or whatever I went to the there a couple times as well into Albany but they would have us do you know some some groundwork and stuff like that I remember this this huge uh, this huge uh, hedge of of, uh, of juniper bushes, and uh, you know they were old, and and they just had never been tended to, and so and so it's like we just uh, you know I told them, and this is what we got to do, you know it, it might not seem right now, and it might not, you know, and and our final product here is not going to be anything great this year, but it has to it has to be done to allow this thing to start growing as it was intended to do, to let the sunshine into the inner inner parts of it, so that some of the inner parts can start growing and and uh, and filling out. So that's what we did. We hacked and, and hacked and hacked and hacked away, and and uh, you know, uh, after time, you know, it it looked fairly decent. And we when you know we took this thing and we just uh, removed everything that that shouldn't be there. And it actually, you know, when when we were finally done, it actually looked like a decent hedge. And and uh, you know, and my expectation was that the next year and the next year and the next year, if it was attended to, it would it would grow and be even better and more and more uh, more healthy looking and more looking like it was intended to be. And um, so that you know that. 
that was that when I was doing that, I was I was thinking to myself, boy, this is the you know this is the meaning that Jesus is talking about when he talks about you know pruning back and uh, and and creating something stronger and better and and the need for things to be cut back. And so we cut back, we cut back to shape, we cut back to focus the energy of the plant, we cut back to establish a a, a better root system, we cut back to to allow the inner parts to be um to let the light shine into the inner parts so that that can be uh you know that can be uh received that life-giving light and jesus does you know he applies that same type of metaphor you know to 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 the spiritual life you know we can see it in the uh in the in the in the life of vegetation but he's saying here it's it's also true in in uh in um you know the way that that i'm going to deal with you and this is and this is how I'm going to deal with you. You know, you're going to produce fruit, but after a certain time, if you're not producing more fruit, and 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 I need you to produce better fruit, and I need you to to uh, you know take a different route, and I need you to do something different. You all are going to be pruned back at one time or another. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. He's telling us that all believers, we will have to endure that time of pruning. Whether it's once in your life, twice in your life, three times in your life, there's going to come a time where God sees that you're growing in the wrong direction, that you're growing some unhealthy shoots, that the light isn't getting inside, you know, isn't shining inside properly. There's too much dense foliage, there's too much dead stuff, there's too much stuff that doesn't belong there, and the pruning's coming. And that's just a fact of life. Uh, that's just a fact of the spiritual life with Christ. And he does it out of love. He doesn't do it out of, out of uh, you know, um, out of some, you know, sadistic nature. But he does it out of love because he knows for you to be what he finally wants you to be, what you must be to enter the kingdom of heaven. He's got to do this. He's got to trim you back. He's got to discipline you. He's got to uh, he's got to humble you. He's got to make you think 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 about yourself a little more. He's got to make you think about which direction you're you're going, the things that you're doing, the things that 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 where you're not remaining in His love and where you're not obeying His commandments. And He's going to make these things known to you. When he prunes that back, you know, that pain and that, that hurt that you feel is going to get you thinking, is going to get you reconsidering and, and wondering, okay, what it just happened here? And why? And, and how, you know, how is this going to, to change me? Will I let it change me? Uh, what, what is the good that can come from this if I let it do, do some good for me? And so he's going to, at one time or another, there's just no way around it. You know, we don't become Christians and, and, and just all of a sudden we just know, you know, we just, we just, uh, 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 just are, are full of obedience because we're not. And, and as, as though we're full of wisdom all of a sudden. It's a growing process. And in that growing process, there's a pruning process and a cutting back process. It's always necessary to produce what Christ wants in us, what He wants to see in us. Is there obedience? Is there love in you? Is there forgiveness in you? Is there, is there hope in you? Is there, is there this in you? Is the Spirit in you? 
Are you are you acting according to the spirit or are you acting according to the flesh? And where you're acting according to the flesh, that's got to be pruned out. That's got to be trimmed out. It's dead wood. And it's not going to let the le the rest of you grow. It's going to strangle you. And he does this so that our lives may be shaped and molded by the Master to produce in us the product that He desires. Just, in, just as we, we have dominion over these plants and we want these plants to look and do a certain thing, so we do a certain thing to them to produce that. Because that's what we want. And because it's good for that plant and, and it's good for it to fulfill it's an, it, will, it was intended for. Say, you know, and the same with the human being. That Jesus will do what he has to do to produce in us the fruit and the life that he is looking for. Otherwise, we'll begin to look like these bushes that I was talking about, just completely overgrown, going haphazard every, every which way, not being disciplined, not being focused. Not being, uh, you know, uh, uh, not being free, but but twisting itself up into up into knots. He can see what's sapping our strength, what's making us undisciplined and unfocused. He can see the dead wood in us. And at one time or another, it's going to be removed. And so, you know, when these things come upon us, these hardships and this pruning, it's never pleasant. But we have to allow ourselves to be molded by it. For those who are conscious of, of, of God, who know God and have that spirit in God, at some time during that pruning process, you're going to step back and say, okay, what is all this about? And how can I learn from it? And where can I go from here? That's what God is looking for you to do. To take note of yourself and say, okay, you know, things look horrible here. It's like, you know, when Jesus was was uh, was crucified and the disciples are looking at him and saying, oh my gosh, this is horrible. You know, this this is the end of everything. You know, what what good can come of this? Well, the ultimate good came of it. Because Jesus was faithful to the very end. He knew that the Father was was, was working his will. To do something for his creation. And it's the same with us as we're being cut back. We have to keep in mind that the Father is working in us. To do something. To create something. Like it says in Hebrews, no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And just as the fruit tree or the bush is trained, like a head, you know, to take a certain shape and to look a certain way, that's, that's, what, that's what this pruning is doing. It's getting rid of stuff, of stuff so other stuff, better stuff, can grow. And if we allow this, this, this pruning, this discipline to, 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 to work through us and, 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 don't, and don't reject it and become bitter... 
then a a, a fount of har a harvest of righteousness and peace will will develop in due time. Because God cuts and He shapes, and He is testing us as sons and daughters of the kingdom. For it says, "For what son is not disciplined by his father?" So we can we can consider it joy, although we 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 won't, uh, and, and you know consider it joy. I mean, we can try, but when you're in the midst of these things, I don't know how joyful. Uh, one can be, but one can be understanding that this is going to be, you know, can lead to, to uh, you know, better fruit for you. When God takes the trouble to cut you back and to humble you, to take this or that away from us, to take our freedom. You know, I used to teach the inmates uh, uh, in, in, in the jail system, you know. Uh, every month I would go in and, 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 uh, and preach. And, you know, that's, that's what I would tell them. You know, you can take this time in jail and you can make it a complete waste of time. You know, you can be bitter, you can be, you can be angry, you can be, you know, you can be uh, 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 resentful, you cannot go to programs, you can do all this and you can come out in five or six, eight or ten years and, and this will have been a complete waste of time. It was ten years out of your life that did nothing for you. You can go that route and most, to be honest, do. Or you can step back for a moment and say, okay, maybe God is pruning me. Maybe God is cutting me back. Maybe God is disciplining me because he loves me. Because he doesn't want me to go, you know, where I was going. Because in the end, I would tell these inmates, you know, you keep going on this road, you're going to what? You're going to spend your life in jail or you're going to end up dead on a street. Bleeding out. Or dead on the street from, from some stupid drug overdose. That's where your life was leading you. Consider it joy, my friend, that, that God has you here and he, and he is taking you out of that environment and giving you a chance, giving you a shot. Because He loves you. And He doesn't want you to keep going where you were going. How many of these boys in prison, you know, they, they, they just, you know, God is trying to show them something, but they just won't listen. They don't want to hear it. They're so into their, their gangster ways. But some do. Some will, some will heed that call. And they will step, step back and say, Boy, you know, you're, God is right. Thank God that, that I got arrested. Because by now, I would have been a dead junkie. By now, I would have been bleeding out in some gutter. So consider it fortunate when God, when, when ourselves fortunate when God takes notice of us and disciplines us and cuts out the rot and he gives you another, another, another chance to start from scratch to do this over again and that's what I used to tell them and you know it, it, it really struck uh, uh, a lot of guys that this jail doesn't have to be a waste this jail can be probably, you know, the best thing that ever happened to you. You can, you can, you can redeem this time. You can redeem this, this unfortunate event, if you want to call it. And let God make it work for you. And so that Christ can you bring you into his kingdom of light. So that he can shine a light into those, those inmost parts. 
because everything else has been trimmed away. I mean, when you're in jail, everything else is trimmed away. You got nothing. And by this, we know that we are His. And He still stands by us. Because what father doesn't discipline his son? And the son looks on, or, or his child. And, and his child looks on, and, 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 the, and the parent, when they're disciplining the, the child... <laughs> interprets it as just, you know, using your authority, being mean, this and that, you know, never never understanding that this disciplining is an act of love. Because you need to be disciplined, and if you're not disciplined, you'll never bear good fruit. You'll never be what you're supposed to be. You'll never be what what you what your potential is. You'll never be happy. So you're disciplined by your by your mom and your dad. And they discipline you out of love. Just as God will discipline us out of love. Believe me, I've been through my disciplines. And they were painful and they were confusing and they were hurtful. And I and I and I just didn't understand them. But as I look back now, you know, I I thank I thank God for for, for what he did for me. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. You know, I was arrested when I was uh, 17 years old for possession of pot, and I'll tell you what, okay. I was I was getting out of control at this time. You know, I just uh, you know I I just I just wanted to to party, and my 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 life was was uh, you know pretty much spinning downward. Uh, I was I was skipping school. I was you know just 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 being an idiot. And you know, when I got arrested, boy, that just seems like the ultimate insult. You know, here's the end of, 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 of you know, several of my dreams that I had growing up. You know, I, getting into the military or being a state trooper or, what, or, or whatever. All of a sudden I realized, you know, holy cow, this is what I brought myself to. You know, I have really cut off, you know, large sections of my future. But you know, it was the best thing that could have ever happened to me, because if I had continued on that route, I do not, not I do not know where I would have wound up. You know what 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 you know where would this have, have wound up? You know what I would I have found some drug that 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 was irresistible and I just loved it too much, and I would sacrifice my life for it. I mean, was I going down into the junkie route? I mean, it didn't feel that way, but who knows? You know, and God rescued me from that. And he disciplined in me. He said, that's enough. You're going to go this far and that's it. I'm putting a stop to this. I gave you time to stop it. I gave you time to, to, to do, you know, to, to, make a, to make an about turn. But you didn't. You kept on in your foolishness. And now you're going to be stopped. And stop it, he did. And that is the discipline of God. And that was, you know, even before I was, you know, outwardly, a Christian, I, I believe he had, you know, his hand on me, which, you know, most of us who are believers can look back and say, yes, his hand has been on me, you know, from day one. And there are other similar things that have done, that have happened, you know, not 
like with the law, but you know, just in, in particular aspects of, of my personality, of, of of what I expected, or, or or whatever. That this, you know, God disciplined me and said, "No, no, you're not. You're not. You're not going there anymore." You know, this this is not producing the fruit that I want. This is not producing fruit for the uh, for the kingdom. And I want and I want you, Eric. I want you here where I am to share in my joy. And there's no way you're getting here if you're gonna if, if by taking this route. You know, and our eternal fate, our our, our eternal uh, uh, place, it just it just rests on how and how we interpret this this discipline. This rebuke of God, you know, this, 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 he throws down the, you know, this cudgel on top of our heads, and, and how are we going to deal with it? Are we going to say yes to, to, to bitterness and, and anger and resentfulness, or are we going to say yes to God and, 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 and give him the chance to work out something good in us? For we need, we need to let God's discipline as an expression of his love, train us in the way of righteousness. By faith, we have to endure these painful cuts and these painful snips to remove the dead and the, the sin and the dead stuff in our lives. That this would be removed or that would be removed so that the light of the Savior can shine into our inmost parts to reveal truth to us, to reveal wisdom to us. So that the fully trained student will be like his master. You know, like I said before, as fathers, you know, do we not discipline, prune, and cut back? The child sees this as as, uh, as meanness and unnecessary, but we know better. We know it's an expression of love. We know that it has to be done. We don't like disciplining our children. We don't like when our when our child. We don't, I don't. You know, I don't like disciplining my dog. But there, you know, there's there's things that that he does, or 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 he'll he'll uh, you know he'll think he can get away with. What I'm not going to allow, because it's not going to make for a good situation here. You know, and fortunately, most of my dogs, you know, learned that that's not how it's done here. Okay? You want to hang out in my house, you got to go by the rules. Otherwise, it's going to be a very, very contentious relationship, and, uh, and that's never good. You know, and so it's so, just so like no, no matter how much we complain about the discipline, no matter how much our children complain about the discipline, what do we do? We, call, we go right on disciplining because we know that's our duty. And we know that 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 is our duty of love towards our children, and and God sees us as the same way. We all know we will be disciplined, and there's two ways that we can react to this discipline. We all know that the you know that that at some point the hammer's coming down. But there's two ways that we can react to it. We can resent that discipline. We can turn away from the one who disciplines us. You know, so so much of of of, of family strife is is. A lot of it is just the child just, you know, just rejecting the discipline. Now, I'm not saying moms and dads discipline perfectly, but they do what they can. And uh, some children just, 
Some people just can't can't abide by it. They can't accept it. They stay stiff-necked, like the Israelites, Israelites did. And the prophets warned them time and again about God's wrath coming if his words were not heeded. The proverb states that the fool despises wisdom and discipline. And so they were taken captive by the Babylonians and the Assyrians and enslaved and tormented by the Philistines because they could not heed the discipline and the warnings of, of God. And the same goes for us, you know, we, we find ourselves enslaved by some by one thing or another because we turned away because we turned away from the di- from from discipline, thinking we knew what was right, we knew what we could do, we could get away with this. You know, a million people have fallen have fallen prey to this particular way that I'm going, but I'm not gonna. You know, I'm too smart for that. I'm too strong for that. I'm not going to wind up a junkie. But no, you know what? You do wind up a junkie. Or you do wind up in jail for something. Because you because we were because we were foolish enough to to take counsel of our of our wisdom and not the wisdom of God. We ref, we uh, refuse to to bend our knee to wisdom and admit that we are not the masters of our fate. And we do this to our eternal regret. If we reject that discipline, if we, we reject that direction God is trying to push us, <coughs> we cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You can't, you know, people say, you know, my dad said, so so this person, you know, he's going to be in hell for, forever. I said, well, what choice is there really? Can can this 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 kingdom that is supposed to be a, that is going to be a perfect kingdom of joy and peace and power and glory, you know? Can you, can you really allow an obstinate soul in there, where they can wreak this havoc and this discord and hatred? No. If you die with that in your soul, then then I don't know what to tell you. You know, I know Catholics believe in purgatory, so maybe there's a chance there. But I know that that, that that attitude is not going to be found in the kingdom of heaven. It just, it's going to be purged one way or, or another. How many of us have rejected the authority that God has duly instituted over us? Whether it be our parents, our teachers, uh, the government, police... And we refuse to be taught and trained in the way of righteousness, constantly disobedient, believing that for us things will turn out differently. Quick and that we're quick and clever enough to escape the pruning of God. And we get snatched up. And all of a sudden it is it is woe is us. How could this be? How could I get caught? Where will all this wind up? And still there are those who will still refuse to heed the warnings of God, to understand the pruning job that God has done. And they keep this attitude until, like I said to the, uh, to the, uh, uh, in, to the inmates that were, I preached to, you know, until what? Until you lie dead in the street? You lie dead from AIDS? You're in jail your whole life? You got a life bed? I mean, it's not going to end good. There's just no way it can end good. It's just no way. It's not going to. Or we can be wise. This is our other choice. 
and by faith accept and learn from God as he trims and prunes us and makes us hurt. For, it, as it says, I believe in Job, I put, I put to death and I bring to life, I have wounded and I will heal. For he wounds and he also binds up, he injures, but his hand also heals. And so God injures for a time, and he wounds for a time. Not for the sake of wounding or injuring, but for a purpose. And that purpose is love, and that purpose is direction, and that purpose is discipline. To create in you what he knows can be created. What he knows as an art, the artist that he is. You know, as he's painting this, this portrait of you that he wants to be. He wants the portrait to look a certain way. He wants you to be to be what he can what he intends you to be. But we look at the portrait and we smear our hands in it. And then God starts over. Until he gets what he wants. You know, what plant would think, you know, of the pruner, oh, you know, what what does what 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 does a plant think? You know, oh no, stay away, stay away, let me grow as I am. And that's how we are. <coughs> I don't need correcting, I don't need this, I don't need that. Just stay away from me. But you know, God he he and and the and the pruner pays no heed to the pleadings of the ignorant plant or the ignorant person, because he God knows what needs to be done. He wants a certain thing, and he's going to get it for those who have been called to his purposes. And he carries out that completely in a sense of love. We know, we, we can look at nature and see that the, the branch that gets pruned back, uh, the, the fruit tree, you know, produces a better fruit. So we're not ignorant of his ways. We, under, we can see by nature and by his creation how things work. And, and, that, and, that, and that how things work in the world sometimes, you know, are, are, can be completely an analogy to the way they, they work in us. That, that, that God's pruning can though it's painful can produce just a great harvest of righteousness and peace and by faith we accept this by faith we 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 you know we we try to understand god's purpose in this particular uh you know situation that we're going through and the spirit of god works to guide us into uh, all of his sheep into the pen he wants all of the sheep to go there, and he guides us and prunes us back, and and he takes that staff and he and he taps us with it, and uh, you know with the you know like a, another metaphor with the sheep going into the pen. You know the sheep are are, are known for wandering, and uh, and when they wander away from 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 the flock, nothing good's going to happen to them. They're going to get lost. They're going to be taken by wolves. They're going to get stolen or something. Nothing good happens to a sheep that wanders away from the from from God's flock. And so, by pruning, you know, you know, he 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 sets you in your place. He sets you back in the flock. And he's and he's tending to us and he's leading us into that glorious pen we call heaven. And it's not a cap place of captivity. 
It's a place of freedom, complete freedom and complete love and complete joy and peace. That's where he wants, that's where the Father wants us to be, right there with him, to share in his happiness. Come share in your master's happiness. That's what he wants from us. <clears throat> so this disciplining is a part of the Christian's life. I don't know how how often it happens. It probably happens quite frequently. There's just different uh, uh, degrees of it. You know, if there's something grievously out of line, you're going to be getting a grievous discipline. And if there's something that that needs tweaking, you know, you're gonna. It might be something like you know just a. A, a moment of regret like why did I say that why did I do that why didn't I do that why didn't I say that why didn't I put out my hand for as an as an act of love why didn't I offer to do this for them you know and and uh, that pruning is that regret that, that that God brings to mind it's like you did not act like a Christian here you did not act like like one who loves me and who obeys my commandments you acted like one who wanted to just do what he wants to do. You have to take joy. We have to learn to take joy in being obedient to God. We're going to be obedient to something. As, uh, but, uh, as Dylan, um, Bob Dylan said, you know, you, you're going to be a slave to something. If, if, either you're going to be a slave to righteousness or you're going to be a, a slave to decadence. So this idea that, well, I'm my own person and I'm going to be free and I'm not going to, you know, be obedient to this or that. No, when you're being disobedient to God's word, then you're being, then you're being obedient to something else. And that is you being obedient to the father of lies. So there's no, you know, there's, there's no ground there where you say, well, I'm going to be my own person and I'm going to be Mr. Independence. No, because when you reject God, you've invited Satan. And he wants us to bestow upon us a, 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 the crowns of righteousness. He wants us to be where he is. And that's why he disciplines us. That's why he rebukes us. That's why he, he causes us to regret. That's why he, he, he has happened, things happen to us. You know, that's why, that's why government is instituted, you know, in, in, you know, in, in the purest and good sense. As as a, a a hand of God's uh, of God's um, discipline. And we have parents, and we have all kinds of people that uh, that God has uh, put into the human community that that uh, offer uh offer us wisdom and offer us guidance and offer us discipline. And so by faith we let ourselves be trained by, by, uh, by His hand. Allowing ourselves to be molded more and more into the image of His Son. We are the clay and He is the potter. And uh, if, he, if He doesn't like the... The way you know this particular part of the clay is is looking, it's not going to stay there. So when we are disciplined, you know, I, and we will be, and we are always, 
I guess, in one way or another. Uh, accept it and, and learn to grow from it. And know that it's an expression of God's love because he's trying to produce, he's trying to mold us into, into the image of his son. He's trying to produce something holy, something that, that, that uh, the, uh, a soul that can, that can live with him forever and that will enjoy him forever. Because all things are possible with God. What kinds of riches does he have for those who have been called to his purposes? What, could, what is there for us? All things are possible with God. I can't even imagine. What he has in store for those who love him. So, that's about it. I know uh, discipline and rebuke is never easy. Um, I'm not good at it, at at accepting it. Uh, You know... Um, I even noticed that that type of like, uh, sort of like that disobedience or that just not being uh, like being rebuked. Or some people are very humble, and they can be rebuked, and they'll learn from it instantaneously. But I'm not like that. I, I don't know. I've never been like that. You know, eventually you have to hit me over the head. But uh, I'm getting better at it. But it it it, it even came up in, in uh, I've been taking these exercise classes at at, uh, <coughs> at at the Y, and you know it's a good workout. I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I was impressed, you know, with the uh, the intensity of it, and uh, and but they have you do certain exercise, and it's all about form. You know, you you got to maintain form to prevent injury and to get the and to get what 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 you're after. You know, uh, whatever you know, whatever you're after. You know, physique or, or just a you know well toned body or whatever. And the instructor, who was uh, you know a good friend of mine, you know, when I first started, and even now, um, you know, she would say, "No, that's not the right form." And I could feel in me the you know like. Like, you know, what do you mean it's not, not, not the right form? You know, you're being too picky. Give me a break. You know, but, but then I realized, no, no, you can't do that. You can't go that way. Just submit to her discipline, submit to, to her instruction, and, and you'll, you'll see it. And, you know, I have. I understand now why. You know, a certain thing has to be like this, or a certain thing has to be done like that, and that's the way it is with God. We, you know, that that He's trying to teach us, and He's trying to mold us, and we just we can't say no. I'm not going to do it like that, uh, you know, or, or you know, stop bothering me with these trivial things, or or whatever. And uh, you know, we have to humble ourselves, and 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 some people are very good at that that type of humbling. They get humbled, and and they okay, fine. I'm I'm moving I'm moving in that direction, and some people some people aren't. But for those who've been called to his purposes, eventually, you know, they 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 go there. And Jesus even even has a parable. It's like who's the one who really loves God? The one who who says he's going to do what what God says, and uh, and um, and then doesn't, or the one who says no, I'm not doing that, but eventually does. 
you know, I think I'm of the latter. And probably most of us are. But anyhow, so there, there it is. You know, God, God's discipline, His rebuke, and and these these things that we that we endure, they're 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 out of God's love. He's disciplining us, and He's trying to create something incredible, uh, you know, to be re- revealed in the last days. So make of that what you will, and um, there it is. God bless you all. Love you all. Uh, in Christ, and uh, I hope this uh, uh, did something for you. I hope uh, God has uh, worked something in you through this. Maybe to 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 look at, you know, our attitudes towards discipline, and and uh, or even take take you know take uh, hope and joy and strength in the fact that okay, I, I I am being disciplined, and what does that mean? It means God loves me, and He doesn't want me to stay where I am. He wants me to move on. He wants to shine that light. Get, you know, get it into the inmost parts. And he's cutting away the dead. And he's cutting away everything that's tangled in there. So, there you go. I'm going to read from uh, Ephesians. As is uh, my custom. And, uh, so... Uh, Here it is. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace.